Hi, I'm Jane O'Reilly, and this is Ageless. I'm 40, and my life is just getting started. I'm here to share real talk and real experiences about how to live life ageless. Nothing's off the table. You know the vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to Ageless. I'm Jane O'Reilly, and today you just have me and Miss Monroe in the background. She's digging through her... uh, toy box right now. So if you hear some random noises, that is her, but we love her so much and she can do no wrong (laughs) in my opinion. But, uh, I have a quiet house minus Monroe and her noise and it feels very peaceful for me today. And, uh, I am just inspired to jump on the mic today because I have just walked through the five stages of grief around a situation that I will explain. Of course, she found this bone. Oh no, it's the antler. She has an antler, like a literal antler. And she's carrying it around and it's so big that she like drags it on the ground. Oh my God. I swear to God, whenever I jump on the microphone, she pulls out her loudest toys. (laughs) But again, she can do no wrong. So hopefully it's not too much of a distraction for you. Um, I just feel like this needs to be raw and me, and there's nothing off the table on the Ageless podcast, and I feel like I've always been able to jump on here and be real raw and honest and transparent, and that is where I want to stay. So, like I said, I've just walked through the five stages of grief. Um, I'm going through a separation with my partner, and it has been... (sighs) honestly, the healthiest breakup that I've ever gone through. And that doesn't mean that it's been easy. That doesn't mean that it's been fun. That it does not mean that anything of that nature, it, it has just been a process and I've been so present for it and aware. Monroe, are you for real right now? Okay. I just had to take the skunk away because the skunk is squeaking so loud and that is not a vibe. So back to what I was saying, I just want to be transparent and help somebody else who might be going through the grieving phase of anything. And, you know, breakups happen all the time. It's not something that people strive to do. But like I said, this has been the most amicable situation so far. Let's hope it stays that way. Um, But I'm really just speaking from my heart and what I've gone through. And I've had some amazing people supporting me through it um, that haven't told me what to do, that have just been there for me and have been listening and have just given me their experience and have guided me in that way, not this is what you need to do. And I've really appreciated that. I've also had, you know, somebody dear to me that shared a podcast with me about the denim theory. And later in this podcast, I'm going to read it to you because it really affected my heart and I really appreciated it. And I felt like, you know, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. And that's the beauty in that. Um, I'm choosing to live in the present moment. I'm choosing to allow myself to go through the full grieving process of this breakup and separation. Um, my, a therapist of mine, literally my favorite therapist I've ever had. He, always said to me, he's like, Jaina, when you go through anything traumatic, you need to allow yourself to go through the full grieving process or it will come back out 
in another form later. So I'm trying to avoid that in this situation with Paul. And and I just want to read through the five stages of grief and my experience with each one because it's been... It's actually gone so much quicker than I thought even possible. So the five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And denial is first. So denying gives us more time to gradually absorb the news or whatever you're going through and begin to process it. So it's a common defense mechanism and it helps us numb the intensity of the situation. And I just remember when I said, I don't want to be with you anymore. I spent the next 48 hours wondering if I made the right decision. Um, I was totally in denial. I was like, what did I just do? But I feel like this is right for me. Um, I feel like this is the right move. And I just remember it lasted 48 hours, the denial phase for me. And then I slipped into anger and that's what's next. So anger, anger is actually a masking effect and it's a way to hide emotions or pain that you're carrying around. And as the anger subsides, you can begin to think more rationally about what's happening and feel the emotions that maybe you've been pushing aside. And I remember my anger phase, like I just... I couldn't get out of my head and I just kept thinking of all the resentments that I had that I hadn't dealt with and all the frustrations and, and all the emotions and the things that I had been suppressing for like months, you know, this is not something that just came to me and I was done. Like nothing dramatic happened. It was just, you know, we might not be right for each other. And so I had to come to terms with that. And it took me a really long time. Like Paul's a really good person and I love him to death and that's where I want to keep things. But I am angry about specific things. And so I remember that started bubbling up for me and I was spending so much time in my head and in my heart and just making myself a little bit sick, to be quite honest with you. But as the phase happens, you know, I did settle down. I did get to a place of acceptance with the anger. And then I did start thinking more rationally, like, okay, well, guess what? Your next step is you need to find a place to live. So I started apartment hunting pretty quickly and, um, I went away to Vegas on a work trip two days after I broke up with him and kind of had a little bit of denial there. I kind of, I had the anger, but I was suppressing it like crazy just to stay focused at the event I was at, which I was really excited about. And then I came back and it was like, okay, reality just set in again. You have to deal with this situation. So I, the next day went and started looking at apartments and I just felt like just making that rational move put me, took me out of the anger and put me on a trajectory of like, let's focus this. Let's, let's get excited about this. Like, let's, let's get pumped up. You know, I love new places, you know, and I love, um, downtown San Diego and that's where I'm looking to live again. And so it's going to be, it's a cool journey and I'm looking at it as a new beginning. Um, 
So the next phase of grief is bargaining. So during grief, we might feel vulnerable, we might feel helpless, but during the bargaining phase, we might find ourselves creating a lot of what ifs and if only statements. So bargaining, I feel, is a line of defense against the emotions that are brought up by grief. And I think it can help you postpone the sadness or confusion or the hurt. And I feel like this is what I went through when I went away on my work trip is like, I just, I went through the, a little bit of the anger phase and then I went into the bargaining phase. Um, and then when I got home, that's when I was like, no reality check. This is where it's at. Like we're done and it's okay. But he and I weren't really in a place where we were talking much. It was just really confusing and really sad at the same time, to be honest with you. The next phase is depression. And that is the more quiet stage of grief. Depression sucks. Depression's so heavy. It's difficult. It's messy. It's overwhelming. You know, I've been, I think I've, I've shared this on the podcast before I went through a phase of depression in 2021 that was so debilitating and I don't wish it on my worst enemy. I hope to never experience it again. Um, it was the most frustrating. I had suicidal ideations. Like, I don't think like that. I am a really positive, outgoing, happy person. And so to isolate myself so hard and to feel so paralyzed by life itself and like, couldn't even get out of bed, couldn't even get to the gym. Like I could, I took Monroe on walks and that was really the extent of what my output. And it was a really mentally toxic, taxing (laughs) time for myself. And I somehow got through it. I reached out for help and I started seeing a therapist and I was going weekly and we were talking about life and all the things and what I went through. And, you know, I had really, I'd really stuffed a lot of feelings and didn't go through the full stage of grief, all this phases of grief, um, about a a couple situations that had happened that year. And I believe that I got stuck in the depression stage and never, and was really having a hard time coming out of it. So that's what I want to say. If you feel stuck in the depressed depression phase, I urge you urge you from the bottom of my heart to speak to a mental health expert because from my experience my therapist helped me work through so many things to the point where I was like I don't really have much left to talk about and to be able to get there is such a huge win so I just want to say that the depression phase of grief is is not something to look forward to, but it's something that you have to go through. You have to feel it, but there's people that can help you through it. You don't have to do this alone. Um, And then the last phase of grief is acceptance. And with acceptance, you've come to terms with your situation. You understand what it means in your life now. And it doesn't, you know, the acceptance phase is not necessarily a happy or uplifting stage of grief, but there may be more good days than bad days ahead. And I think that's something that is, 
is a good goal to have a good perspective. Um, what I wanted to say is the reason why I chose right now to record this podcast, even though I'm still like in the midst of this breakup and, and going our separate ways. And I don't even have a confirmed place to go yet. It's like crazy making. But when I woke up this morning, I woke up with a sense of acceptance that I haven't had and I'm okay with this situation. I'm okay with the breakup. I'm okay with being alone. In fact, I have been alone for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the last four days. And I've realized how much I love living alone. And that is that. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this next phase of my development. Um, but what I did want to say is when I was in my sadness phase, when I was in the bargaining phase, when I was in the denial phase, like I got really fucking sad. Um, Paul and I were actually able to have a very mature adult conversation and I had just come out of the anger phase and I, I could not speak without tears rolling down my face. I think I cried for two hours straight while we were talking and having a conversation. And I was like, I can't control this. These are emotions that I'm releasing that have to come out. Thank you for being cool. But, um, this is, this is what's going down right now. And that release saved my ass. I woke up the next day feeling so renewed and I felt like, but the only problem was I started second guessing my original decision to end the relationship. And I was, I was in the bargaining phase and I was like, well, what if this, this, and that changed? Or maybe, maybe we could restart with like a reinvent this relationship. And I was like, Jaina, you've been trying to do that now for months and it hasn't worked. So why now? Because you're in the bargaining phase. So I had to really accept the fact that that was the phase I was in and not fool myself into something that I wasn't prepared to do. So, you know, we're sleeping in separate rooms and he's been, he's been away for the last four days, like I said, and it's just been, you know, I feel like my higher power really has protected me through this whole situation and it's going to be okay. Like I know it's going to be okay. I just can't force anything. And I need to allow my higher power to give me the right messages, to give me those intuitive messages, which, um, he's never dropped me on my face before. Like only I've done that. So I just know that I need to just stay peaceful, not allow any negative thinking or delusional thinking into my brain. I just need to stay in full acceptance and really embrace the feeling that I had this morning. And that's what I've done. You know, I've gotten a lot done this morning. Um, and I didn't think I would be doing this podcast, but when I was at the gym, I was like, you need to record your thoughts right now because you could really help somebody else who might be going through a breakup, who might be stuck in a specific stage of grief. And so I just, decided, okay, hit record. Let's do this. So that's where it's at for me. So those are the five stages of grief. And like I said, my therapist, my favorite, most amazing therapist in LA, he said, 
allow yourself to go through the full grieving process. Allow yourself to do it or it's going to come out sideways later. And I just, I'm not going to do that to myself. It's not worth it. I can't afford for the wrong thing to happen down the road because I'm not allowing myself the full stages of grief. So a dear friend of mine, I'm just going to give you a shout out now. So Julio, Julio knows that I'm going through it right now. And when I shared a little bit about my circumstances, he just recently went through a breakup and he asked me, he's like, have you heard of the denim theory? And I said, absolutely not. I've never heard that before ever. So he's like, I'm going to send you a recording. And he did. He sent me a YouTube recording. I'm so sorry. I forgot the name of the gal that, um, it was a podcast and I forgot the name of the gal that was speaking on it, but I wanted to read the denim theory because there's something about it that really changed my perspective on, you know, accepting the fact that maybe Paul and I were not the right fit and that there, that it would be okay if he moved on with somebody else. And it would be okay if I moved on with either myself or with somebody else. But right now I'm just like super excited to not be in a relationship and be single and to just have that freedom. I was single actually for a while before Paul and I met. And so this was, he was the first relationship in a long time um, for me. And the one before that was like a nine month relationship that was really painful. And I had to work through that one and then took a lot of time for myself and some space and, you know, starting fresh and really taking care of myself. And then Paul and I met and I just felt like, okay, well, this is, this is a really good time for me. Like I'm like the best I've ever been. So let's do this. And, and that's how that rolled out. But you know what? It may have been the best version of me, but guess what? Maybe we weren't right for each other and that has to be okay. Like what I want is a beautiful friendship with him because we shared so much. We shared some really deep shit and we walked through the fire together and that's not something I'm just going to ignore and be like, okay, that's in my past. Like, yeah, it's going to be in my past, but I don't throw people away just because it didn't work. I want to have a good relationship with Paul. I want this to be amicable. I want the best for him and I want the best for me. And I want the best for Monroe, who's currently chewing on my sweatshirt. This dog, I swear, she knows when I hit record on the podcast and goes ape shit. But okay, so the denim theory. You can't be afraid of him moving on. He's like an old pair of jeans that when you first got, you loved them and they fit you perfectly. But now you've washed them and they don't fit. You might have ripped them when you were trying to zip them up and make them fit you perfectly and you don't want to change yourself. You decided to give them away and another girl comes along and those jeans fit her perfectly. She doesn't even mind that there's a little rip in them either. And instead of getting upset and trying to take them back and keep them at the bottom of your drawer, you gave them away. And there are so many jeans to pick from within this world. And there's a million pairs of jeans. And maybe you'll find a pair that some other girl didn't like and they didn't, that didn't fit her anymore. And those are the jeans that fit you perfectly right now. And I loved 
that. It's so simple. I mean, it really tells the story of, hey, if it doesn't work, let them go. I am letting Paul go and I'm setting him free and I have to be okay with whatever that looks like, you know, like there's a million pairs of jeans out there. There's a million pairs of jeans. So if I want to be in a relationship, there's a million pairs of jeans to choose from that might fit me perfectly. And you know what? If I have the stamina, then I'll go through with it. But right now I don't. I don't have, I, I feel like I have an elastic heart, but right now I'm just trying to protect it. I'm trying to protect my heart. I'm trying to stay focused and not let anything slow me down. And I don't want any distractions right now. And so to jump into a new pair of jeans doesn't really make any sense for me right now, but I had to come to terms with the fact that letting him go means he may be with somebody else. He might be in another pair of jeans and they might fit him perfectly and he might be so happy and I have to be happy for him. And the holes and them not fitting anymore, like that part just like gripped me by the heart because I was like, that's it. That, that, that's what happened. You know, I, they fit perfectly. He and I fit perfectly in the beginning. And then after a while I washed them and the relationship just didn't fit anymore. It just didn't fit. And I was trying to make it fit and I zipped them up and, you know, holes were created because I was trying to make it fit and it just wasn't fitting. And then I just, I'm at that point where I gave it, I gave them away. I gave them away and I have to be okay with whatever girl comes along and wants to wear those jeans. I'm not going to keep them around so that another girl can't have them. You know, I'm not going to keep them at the bottom of my drawer, miserable, just so another girl can't have them. I'm not that girl. I'm pretty supportive actually. So I just felt like I needed to share the denim theory because it really helped me. It choked me up the first time I heard it. Um, and I almost cried when I was reading it here on the podcast because it just, oh, here we go now. It just reminds me that it's really over. It's really over. And that was fun. And guess what? If he's supposed to be my partner in the future, then that'll happen. You know, I can't, the universe will just show me exactly what's supposed to be, but I need to know now that I gave the genes away and I have to be in acceptance of that. And so that's what I'm going through today. I woke up in genuine acceptance that I made the right decision and that I'm so proud of myself for allowing myself to walk through all the stages of grief. And it was painful, but it was quick. I've never experienced something so quick before. And I think it was because I was like, okay, God, have me, have my heart, allow me to go through this. What can I learn? And I learned so much about myself and I learned so much about my grieving process. And I learned so much just about the psychology behind 
loss, you know, and I've gone through many losses before. Um, and this one was definitely a tough one, but after hearing the denim theory, I, I just knew you're doing the right thing. You're on the right track. Keep going, keep looking forward. And what I love about the acceptance stage of grief is that there may be more good days than bad days. And that's what I'm holding on to. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ageless. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Tune in next week for a new episode.